and welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Ben Clark and Marcel Mathis are back for this uh, extra podcast episode as we review the ladies' night slam from Flackout, which was a pretty good race, uh, as well as trying to get our heads around the ever-changing FIS program at the moment, thanks to our lovely friends over at COVID. Um, so, boys, did you uh, enjoy the night slalom? What did you make of, uh, of that spectacle? Uh, it was really fun. It was a beautiful setting. Obviously, Flackout always looks great under lights. Uh, a little bit of snow um falling as well just made for a, a really nice scene and obviously it doesn't get any better than watching Michaela Schifrin almost back to her best I'd say would you reckon so, myself so, certainly back to her best for this season definitely I mean the, her first her second run was I thought it was superb like she was you could just see that she was on point even though Leensburger was very close to her but I thought that was by far the best run. And, and also as like someone watching it on TV, you can just tell she had the self-confidence that she could win this thing. And, and she did, obviously. There's a lot of pressure, wasn't there? I mean, obviously she's used to pressure and that's not something that isn't going to be a surprise. Um, but we saw a great run from Gisin. That We then saw a great run from, uh, well, actually, no, it wasn't. Vlahova was after that, wasn't it? She didn't do quite so well. And then, Obviously, Leensberger put down a stormer. Wendy Holdner put down a stormer, and like you kind of thought, the Schifrin of old, no, you know, no danger. She's she's absolutely fine under that sort of pressure. But we haven't we haven't seen that sort of level of ruthlessness from Schifrin this season up until now. And then to think, I think to put down a run like that when she hasn't had it going the way she wanted to in slalom is, I thought. I was really pleased to see her do it. I, I did. Well, was rooting for Leensburg, I have to admit, but um, I was pretty pleased that Schifrin got over the line. I mean, I'm, I'm sure oh. Leensburg was like, "Oh, I'm, I've won this thing now." Like she was, she looked pretty confident. Unfortunately, hey, she didn't win, but still her fifth podium. So that is that is a good achievement itself, isn't it? Yeah. Every uh, every race this season, every slalom race this season, she's picked up a podium. So yeah, take that sort of stat, wouldn't you? Yeah, which is which is incredible, and and like you said, it, the the pressure was building each person that came down. Like you mentioned, Gizin put in a, in a flyer. Wendy did, and then Leensberger did as well. Like each time, you thought the next person might not be able to handle this pressure, and you know, really well played to Schiffen. It was a bit like one of the, I guess, second runs we would have seen from her in the past. She has kind of two modes where where she either just dominates and sets the fastest second run, or other ones where she just kind of goes flat out of the top and then manages herself the rest of the way down. And, and that looked like one of that, that second option of really controlling the run, not taking more risk than she needed to. And you have to be really special when you're playing with uh, a, a couple tenths advantage from the first run or whatever it was. I wonder to, when to really yeah. keep, keep that, keep that confidence that you're putting just the right amount of effort in. Yeah. I wonder whether the, you know, obviously, when you're at the top of your game and, you, and it feels, you know, when confidence is high and it's going really, really well, you can... I have no build... idea what the top of my game's like. <laughs> <laughs> I very rarely... Never got there. <laughs> as well. Um, but you can take risks when your confidence is high that you don't normally take, obviously. And I wonder whether Schifrin, you know, she sort of settled for that, you know, skiing, not, not quite out-and-out out risky skiing like she would have done when she took the lead, you know, when she wins by seconds. But I think considering the start to the season 
that she's had in slalom, which, you know, by most other ski racers, it's pretty good. But for, for Schifrin, it's probably been a little disappointing uh, for her to come and do that. I thought, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I really enjoyed, enjoyed. I, I thought actually the whole thing looked really cool. The only person that I feel like is had a missed opportunity is Vlahova. And what do you think, Marcel? Trying to ski so many disciplines, trying to ski so many days, that's gonna that's gonna wear you out, isn't it? I mean, it's tough. Like she was doing all the downhills and super G's in in uh, Santa Anton, which is not an easy track either. Yeah. And and I think focusing on on all the disciplines, like there are very very few people who can do that and do that successfully. Like I mean, Schifrin's one of them, obviously. Yeah. Um, in the past, but it might not be the best tactic to win the overall. Um, she might be, I wouldn't call it lucky, but it might be in her favor that Schifrin is not on point so far this season, except for a couple of races. Um, but uh, on the long term, it's probably not the best idea. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get what she's doing it because she's picking up big, you know, she looks to pick up points all over the place, but her slalom last night seemed to and obviously we're only talking from external side of things it seemed to suffer she didn't look as punchy as we're used to seeing her it looked like she was a little lethargic and whether that's just she didn't get to grips with the snow or not will remains to be seen i guess we'll see another bit of that come kranska gore at the weekend for the ladies but i don't know you can't keep that up and and go into world champs which are starting on the 8th of february i believe you can't you can't expect to ski all of those disciplines, all of the days, and then still be in tip-top form going into the biggest races of the season, surely. I'm quite interested to see how it works with Michelle Gizin, as she's currently doing a similar schedule. She's been doing pretty much all of the races that, that I can recall as well, and she doesn't appear to be being impacted yet. But you you would have to think that trying to, especially when you, we talked about it a little bit on, on Sunday, we talked about having two two Vengans, which is obviously now cancelled. When you add in all the training runs, just how drained you are at the end of a end yeah. of a weekend. Um, on Vlahovi yesterday, I thought there definitely looked something not right on the first run. But on the second run, I thought she looked a lot more like herself. She just then had so much time to make up. She threw in a lot of uncharacteristic errors, but it looked like the speed and power was there. She was just making mistakes. Hmm. But you also have to think about the fact that when they ski all disciplines and Michaela Schifrin has done that in the past as well, but she always left out a couple of races um, that she knew she wouldn't really doing be doing well, like maybe some really flat stuff or whatever. Yeah. She wasn't always skiing all the races and give her a bit of a break. I think, I hope Flahova is, is doing the same thing at some stage, um, taking maybe one or two races off to give her like a refocus on, on things that are important. Yeah, um, That might be something she should do, could do. I'm also quite annoyed at Vlahova because I haven't picked her all season. And then for the predictions league, I only go and pick her and she's outside the flipping podium. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, I was, no, it's not me that curses people anymore. It's moved over to you. Absolutely, I was, I was pretty annoyed, but at the same time of being annoyed about Vlahova not winning, the other the other races made up for it in terms of how I felt about the race. But um, Dave Riding had a bumper series in terms of uh, points scores in the Powderhound Predictions League. Dave now leads the standings by seven points. He picked up eighteen points over the uh, 
the last series of races that which are Flachau for the women, St Anton for the ladies, and the men's races in Adelboden. Um, which actually, I think, is that more than you've got in total, Ben? <laughs> no, fortunately not. I had a pretty good weekend as well. Prior to this weekend, that definitely would have been more than I had, but I had a pretty good, pretty good weekend as well. So just stayed in front of uh, Dave's Sorry, <laughs> weekend just... tally. A little, little side swipe in there, excuse me. Um, with uh, my brother James dropping uh, back into second from joint leader, Malcolm Erskine moves up into third place uh, and Oliver Wells is now in fourth place, just off, just 10 points off. Um, of note, Charlie Raposo is now in front of all of us, which is a bad day at the office for us. Where are you, Marcel? You're on 42 points. I'm on 38 points. Um, I just got to scroll down, Ben. 24 points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got it. I've got it out of my system now. <laughs> Maybe say, not. If at some point I end up in front of you, you're not going to hear the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll just uh, give myself bonus points. Um, but yeah, so it's it's shaping up quite nicely. The old league table, a few new entries in this week. But yeah, tough. It is. It's good. It's good fun playing as well. The hardest part of the moment is keeping track of where and when the races are because they're coming thick and fast anyway. Um, and, and also, who's skiing well? I mean, to make up points on that other people, you're trying to look for potential outsiders that might come out of nowhere and score you points, but. It's, it's really it's really it's really difficult to know if they're going to do enough to break into the podium. I mean, last I mean, night we saw the absolute monster performance from uh, the young Swiss racer Camille Rast going from fifty seventh to sixth. But even then, you're still not getting any points for the league. Yeah, I think on the ladies' side, it it has tended to be in in the tech disciplines slightly easier because you've you've got Gissin, Vlahova, Schifrin, Leinsberger and maybe Wendy, like in terms of who, who are going to pick up podiums. So obviously, this sort of drop-off for people that are not going to get podiums happens a bit sooner. Whereas on the men's, like, we'll talk about it in a second, obviously, with the new schedule that's just come out, we're looking to pick slaloms. Um, men's slalom, you know, it's ridiculously difficult to try and pick a podium. Um, the... Races now, right? Okay, so I'm going to try and give you an up to date as of six o'clock on Wednesday. The schedule is we are racing, uh, still racing in Kranskagora for two GSs for the ladies. The men are now racing two slaloms in Flachau. So originally it was um, going to be Vengen for two downhills and a slalom, which we previewed on the last pod that then got changed and everything got moved around because it was going to be in Kitzbühel then and then a Covid outbreak or a risk of a, a, a Covid outbreak which they're calling the British Covid outbreak which I think is absolutely ridiculous we didn't invent they love it they love it they love calling it the, the all the British Covid's oh, we call it the Brexit Covid but that was that's the next thing surely isn't it we're just this is the last thing the Brits gave to the European Union is like their Covid strain I'm staying out of the political side of this. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting slated left, right and centre for bringing the, the evil COVID to the rest of Europe and probably the world. And so, yeah, it went to Kitzbühel and then as of about lunchtime today, they moved it from Kitzbühel to Flachau, which is where the women just finished racing. So, yeah. As which of is going to be interesting as well, though, Ed, because they've, they've said they want to keep the Kitzbühel 
downhills, which would be the following weekend, that they're still hoping that they can have those go ahead. It's only the the slaloms that they've that they've moved across to Flakau. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that, you know, Mar- potential outbreak they were talking of and, and how they want to manage that. Yeah, Marcel, you're uh probably Austrian. best best to answer this with the because it's most of this stuff's in the Austrian press yeah. at the moment. But I assume that they're looking they're hoping that they're going to be able to get on top of it and stay on top of it for the following weekend because it's you know the race is going to arrive on Tuesday there anyway. Yeah, I mean they have I was reading the newspapers today, quite a lot of them actually, and they said that they have about 27 cases, which seems a bit ridiculous anyway, but it's because of that new COVID strain. And even the Austrian uh, chancellor, he was getting involved as well and said, we can't really do it. Um, but they're definitely hoping for it to be happening next week. So the downhills in the Super G. So that's the, that's the plan. And that, I think they will do that. Um, like obviously looking into the history of kids build the downhill is always the most important um so they have two of them now so they will try everything to get it yeah. done through i mean um, it makes sense it, it should be the most important it is the most important <laughs> so coming from like a, a speed racer yeah definitely the most important yeah. yeah ed i said on sunday night after we were finished talking to dave how exhausting would it be to have to do back-to-back vengans now, how, what do you reckon is harder, back-to-back Vengans or back-to-back Kitzbühel with a Super G the next day, which is what I think the schedule currently looks like? So um, back-to-back-to-back Kitzbühel. Oh, um, what would I say? I'd say my nerves would definitely not take back-to-back-to-back-to-back Kitzbühel because that, I mean, I think, I feel like if you escape from Kitzbühel without being injured, like, you're te- you know, you've done well. So to increase that potential by three is tricky um but at the same time trying to race best part of three minutes of downhill in Wengen twice in a row yeah that, that zls at the bottom those big those big massive a nets they're not very comfortable and so <laughs> i don't know shorter kits build but more gnarly or longer and almost certain i don't know lead lead legs come the bottom of Wengen. i'm not sure which one you'd take have an ice bath after the first day, you'd be fine. I was actually, I was actually reading something very interesting. Um, Hermann Mayer, um, old Austrian favorite of everyone. Who is he? Never heard of him. Yeah, I got <laughs> never, never heard of him. But actually, he's he's never saying anything. But whenever Flachau is on, he obviously is saying something because that's where he's from, right? But he also gave a statement on Kitzbühel, said that um, the racer shouldn't think about it too much because. Once you go down, um, you're looking for like all the mistakes, and then it's gonna be then it's gonna be really tricky and dangerous. Um, if you want to make it even better than the day before, so he advised our Austrian racers to just take it easy and um, don't think too much about it, which I thought was really interesting from his perspective. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's very easy to say that knowing that you're not having to do it actually. <laughs> yeah, but he, he <laughs> just go out and win. <laughs> it's easy. But he, win. he was definitely not one of those people saying, oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm just down without an injury at kids. But he was like, for <laughs> sake, why did I not win this race? Like by yeah. two seconds. That's what yeah. he thought. Yeah, I'm going again. Give it, let me in. Yeah, literally. So yeah, so we need to try and figure out some choices for the weekend for our picks because obviously the picks that we had done for Vengen we're going to scrap those we'll hang on to the ladies picks of Giant Island that Ben and I did with Paul Telling on the last pod so uh, Ben remind us who those were 
So my picks for the GS were Schifrin and Bersino, and yours were Bersino and Brignoni. So Marcel, do you want to just get the, get these ladies? Um... Yeah, let me let me get it done. Um, so I'm gonna go for the first GS. I'm gonna go with. Um, can I choose whoever I want? Really? Yeah, I can. Right? Um, I'll go with Schifrin. <laughs> <laughs> You're lo- lower and, uh, and on the second one, I go with Bassino. So just lock them in. I'm done with my picks for this. Who did you say for the first one? Schifrin and Bassino. Oh, come on. You're not going to pick somebody now, else? I'm not Bacino. sure if you want to know this, but that's exactly the same as my picks, myself. So I don't know if that makes you change your mind because yeah, but, uh, you know yeah. where I am on the table currently. Yeah, but you said you had a great weekend. So I, I thought, am I going to ride the wave with you as well and just uh, going to go with the same picks? <laughs> we'll find out how big that wave is this weekend. <laughs> I don't know when. When did we allow people, us on the pod to pick the same picks? Yeah, that's a, a, a different situation now because everything got shuffled around, and I wasn't on the last <laughs> pod, so I'm I'm allowed to pick whoever I want for once. <laughs> Listen to him making the rules, making the rules. <laughs> this guy. Okay, right. At some point, you're going to need to publish some kind of rule book. Uh, Ed, yeah, well, this. the website's pretty much ready, so. I won't publish the rules. I'll keep them in my back pocket so I can bend them. <laughs> um, I mean, the rules are whatever's in my head at the time anyway, so that's fine. So we're now having to try and pick probably the most difficult, which doesn't bode well for you guys because I can't pick at the best of times, um, How who we're going to see take the wins over in Flacow. Marcel, you're probably best equipped. Obviously, we saw the ladies race there yesterday in the night slalom but you're probably best equipped to give us a bit more of an insight into what to expect and look out for on that flak piste i mean it's definitely not winging and kidsville unfortunately um it's it's a different category but uh i think if they if they ice it a bit more make it a bit more for the man as well um it could be a very interesting race it's probably going to be very tight as we saw in Alvon, like 20 people in two seconds. Um, so I think it's really important to watch out for those rollers, as we saw yesterday. And you know what? Actually, I think it was uh, 1.7 million watched it on the Austrian TV. So it was a really? massive event, yeah, which was, which was very impressive. So it's good to have ski racing back in Austria, really, I guess. Especially after you said how much better the Swiss fans were than the I know. Austrians last week, Marcel. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, a, horror, <laughs> I'm a horrible Austrian, unfortunately, but... Your, your, your uh, house get egged or something. Well, at least they don't know whether I'm living in London, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anybody ready? Anybody ready to stick their, stick yeah. their head up, hand up, whatever it is? I'm going to get grief for that as well, aren't I? Who, Marcel looks like he wants to go first. I want to go first. I go with Pintero. Of course, I mean, we'd already put that down, hadn't we? For a double? <laughs> no, not for a double, just for a single. Which one? Uh, first one. Uh, do I need to pick the second one or I don't know? We'll go, we'll go, we'll go a little round so that Ben, do you want to go next or shall I go next? Day, day one, who did I have before for day one? Uh, I've got Schwartz for day one. Ooh. Can um, you go for a double win or have you just jinxed him? I, my, my option at the moment is split who I'm picking in case I've cursed them. Um, I just cursed two people for the weekend. I'm going to stick with my Linus call, I'm going to stick with Strasser race one well then you can go again and then i'm gonna go i've got a couple of calls i'm just trying to work out who i want to pick um i'm gonna go it's really say risky. Fella, do it huh say fella do it no no oh. it's really risky do, do <laughs> i only just for, lost the red bib do i go for a risky call where 
if he makes no mistakes, he will win, I'm pretty sure. Or do I go safe? If he makes no mistakes, he'll win. What about Dave? That must be Clement Noel. Clement Noel. No, no. I'm, I think I'm going to go... I think I might go Vinatza. Silence. I know, that's definitely silence. <laughs> yeah. <though. laughs> I think, didn't you do that last week? I feel no, like I, he's got too many mistakes in him. I know, that's what... That's, I, but I think without the mistakes on something flat like that, I think he's going to be really, really quick. But... I, do I Looking think... back through my old pages of picks are an absolute mess. Marcel went I... with Vinatza in Zagreb was the last time someone picked him. I think he's a good shout, but he just I, on the flats he's definitely definitely a winner. But he doesn't. Do you not think sense. your recent picks of Foss Solberg is going to be lightning on the flat? Is it? Yeah, I know. He not... I just can't work it out. I can't work it out, Ben. Um... Do you stick him with Vinatza? Well, I am for now, and before the end of the pod, I'll have to concrete it in. Ed, do you have do you have like sleepless nights over those picks? Like because it, it seems like it. I'm really trying to not overthink it because that's never going to work well for me. Right, Ben, who are you going for your race two? Uh, I was guest Strasser for race two. So mm. organised, am I? Yeah, you just like, straight to the point. I've already decided. So back to you, Marcel. For the uh, I'm just looking at the results. So I'm going to go for Clement Noel. He was he was so good on the first run last time. And I think this he's this is this his day on the second on the second day. Oh. It's an interesting one with Noel because he's had a couple instances like that where he's not quite put two runs together where he's been dominated the first run and then not, not thrown it away on the second run, but not quite had the the, the flawless run. But other times he's he has put them both together and, and you think he's turned a corner with it. It's it's he's a tough one because to be honest with you, I thought he had he would win that race in in Averbone. I didn't think. He, he would uh, not mess up is probably too strong a word, but I thought he was skiing well enough that he wouldn't drop that time. And he, yeah, he really. I mean, it's also tough, right? Because he comes off like he's still the youngest racer in the top seat. Um, and he comes off like an incredibly well, a good season. So, I mean, I, I give him the benefit of a doubt. I think he's going he's gonna to put his stuff together again because he's definitely on. When it only comes down to speed, I think he is the quickest slalom racer at the moment. If he keeps those mistakes to a minimum, really. So you're going for a risky race too, as well. Yeah. I'm going to stick with it then. I'm going to stick with it. Raposo is just messaging me, telling me his picks for the men's slalom. He's also telling me to give you some uh, abuse, Marcel, that he's ahead of you in the predictions league. You know what I give myself I give myself so much abuse about that. And he's just desperately wanting to go on the podcast, but we say no to him all the time. I know that's <laughs> that's for a fact. He says uh he says, even though I missed the first three weeks, which is even rubbing that in. So uh but he's going, he's te- he's told me who he's going for. He is going for Dave Riding race one, and he's also going Clement Well race two. Oh for <laughs> sake. You've got the same picks as Charlie. That's good. That means you'll uh, uh, at least one of them might come in. I mean, you know, I think what's it? It's about seven o'clock where he is right now, probably. So he should not be texting all the time. Rather, being in the gym. <laughs> Are you sticking with Noel? Are you well, going to stick I, in the same corner as Raposo? Well, I have to because I think he's going to win. But I'm I'm actually a bit annoyed that Charlie is like putting that down as well. <laughs> and he jinxed riding as well, so that's actually even worse. 
I did say on Sunday, I will be so, uh, interested to see how many P, how many day picks we get this week after that performance. I mean, um, and a... looking at the piece, it's one that could suit him. He quite likes, you know, Levy with the with the rolls. He he enjoys racing there. You know, he loves generating speed on the flats. Um, so it'll be interesting. Obviously, as Marcel said, the the set's going to be really important and possibly quite tight. But yeah, I, you know, a couple of there could be could be quite good for Dave as well. I was talking to somebody earlier on Twitter about it, having a nice conversation on Twitter is a bit of an, an oddity, but um Oh, you're not you're not throwing throwing trash at them, are you? No. Uh, well, but I was trying to work out how to say that I thought think Dave could do well without saying it. And so I was like trying to work out how how can you whisper in text? How, how does that at work? Least, at least you haven't been banned from Twitter. <laughs> That's true. Right, we got our picks in at the moment. We know what we're doing. As what well, yeah. I would, I would just wanted to pick on the men's arm some more. Do, do you reckon we're going to see what we want from Yule this season? He looks like... I thought once they got a piece that was a lot more solid, which obviously Adel Bowden was, I thought he'd be back to his best, but he really didn't, he didn't, didn't show up. Did he? No. He sort of switched. It, his stance looks like it's got quite a bit wider, but then he was only 15 or 16 hundredths behind Dave in like eighth. So he was yeah. very close to the wins. I think maybe it just looked worse in terms of positioning, rather in terms of his finishing position rather than actually... A reflection on his speed maybe i mean it was like if you look at the results the 20th which was luca ernie he was 1.6 seconds behind and for a slalom racer gaining eight seconds in uh eight eight hundreds in like a run is not that much if you think about it like yeah. it's one mistake two mistakes less you will maybe making one less mistake less yeah. He would be on the podium like easily, but I agree he didn't look very comfortable. And that's the thing with Schifrin yesterday, you could see that you could just see it, even though it maybe didn't look like fast or whatever, but you can see that she's on it. Yeah. Same with Pintero in the GS. And, and I think in slalom, I haven't really had the feeling with anyone yet that they are like on like a really, really strong run. Like they, they obviously strong runs, but not on like that. Here's run, if you want to call it that yeah. way. It's tough, isn't it? Such, such fine margins, which is obviously why it becomes so difficult to try and pick winners. Quickly, before we go, Charlie Guest narrowly missing out on a second run over in Flakow, the 10th, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a, a lot packed in towards that 30 margin. When she skied her run, I think she skied into maybe 26, 27, something like that. So it was always going to be a, a bit touch and go. Um I was I was really happy with the ski, and I saw I think maybe up to the first split was was really solid and confident. And then I think I don't know whether she got a bit late or just didn't quite get the grip she wanted on a turn. It seemed to shake her confidence a bit, and and she kind of backed off in that middle section, and I think lost uh, a, a bit of time there. But you know, putting it in the finish is is one thing, give you the confidence that she we talked about before. She had the kind of interrupted um, build up. To the to this bit of the season uh, with having to isolate uh, because of COVID, so hopefully she can get a good block of training in and just bring just that doesn't take much more, but just a tiny bit more um, for aggression and maybe risk taking in, into the next slalom block when the ladies comes around. Another from the British perspective, we got Laurie and Billy both going to start for this next one. Unfortunately, their fizz points won't have come in that they scored in those awesome Europa Cup results. So they'll be starting towards the back of the field. But hopefully 
we'll see some more solid snow conditions like we saw in Adelboden, which means that it's more about how good you're skiing if you get a second run, not necessarily how bad the piece cuts up. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, but we also saw lots of girls coming from from the from behind yesterday. So there were like lots of people with fifties and forties, sixties. I think was the highest in the second run, which is which is um, something that we hopefully can expect in the in the men's race as well. It will be good for the boys. All right, guys, thanks very much for this uh, quick mini pod. Well, I don't think it's actually that mini in the end, but thanks very much for this episode. And until next time, see you again soon.